welcome, welcome, good day. Thank you for joining us on Decorating the Exciting Way. I'm Kathy Craig with Exciting Windows, and I have with me some special guests. The topic that we're going to be discussing is husbands and wives or partners and their decorating decisions and how to go about um, this process of working together in the most successful way. I have Scott Hay and Rose Mendoza from Exciting Windows and a very special guest. You know him as the designer from HGTV's very popular show, Designing for the Sexes. Michael Payne is also joining me today. Good afternoon, all of you. Well, good afternoon to you, Kathy. Always a pleasure to be with you. Rose and Scott, um, I'm glad you could join us, too. You bring a special um, perspective in working with customers all the time, every day in your businesses. And um, it's interesting, you know, this whole subject about working with husbands and wives. And, Michael, your show went on for nine years, very popular, very, very successful, because I think it's a topic, a subject that everybody experiences in one way or another if they go about decorating. Why do you think your show was such a success? I think it was such a success because this was not a show geared uh, specifically to women. And there are many interior design shows, decorating shows that are seem to be you know, focused on, on the woman of the household. Mine was very much focused on men and women. Um, and I acted as a mediator between the two. It was all about, in essence, the the solving of this design dilemmas. Because when you're redoing the interior of any room in, in the house, as designing for the sexes did, whether it be a living room, family room, kitchen, didn't matter what it was, you know, there are going to be at least two people living in that space. And I felt it was critical that each of them had equal time on the show. And I was frankly religious about it. I gave men 50% of the time, and I gave women 50% of the time to voice their preferences. And as a result, the show was not just embraced by women. It was embraced by couples, whether they be married, whether they be partners, whether it doesn't matter what their relationship with. I got innumerable emails that this was a show that the two of them watched together. And in many instances, it was the only interior design show that the husband chose to watch with their, with their, their spouses. So um, because it was therefore appealing to both men and women, that, I'm sure, was the major reason for its success. It's a challenge, you know, whenever there's two people, any two people involved in the decision, whether it's, you know, what kind of car are we going to buy or what are we going to have for dinner tonight. Exactly. <laughs> um, whether exactly. you're dealing with family members, with friends, with whoever you're dealing with, there are there's more than one person's opinion and decision to be taken into effect. Um, Kathy, if I may, if I may agree totally with you, let's suppose the the conversation is on what car it is to buy. You just know the man of that household is going to have and want a definitive say in what that car is and what color it is, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
And my feelings were always the same. When you're redecorating, refurnishing a, a room in a house, a man should want and and should participate equally with the woman on that space. So, Rose and Scott, um, it would probably be great all the time if your husband and wife were right there with you. In, in your experience, are they? Do you find that they're usually there? That they're usually in agreement, or sometimes you have challenges with that? Well, this is Rose. Of course, there's there's challenges that come along the way. Um, maybe there's a difference in the color palette that they choose for their room, or maybe it's soft treatments versus hard treatments, such as shutters or blinds. So you try to incorporate, at least I've always tried to incorporate a little bit um, from each of the sides to make a happy blend um, in the middle so that they're both happy. Michael, what are some of the challenges um, you know, working with husbands and wives, what are some of the challenges that have come up with you, or some of the uh, some of the biggies, the, the hot buttons, <laughs> the main topics that right, the, cause fireworks, the, maybe? Right, the big ones. The, 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 I yeah. mean, the, the really big ones are. It is frankly the. the I want to say the, like the fundamental differences between men and women. I mean, women are women. Women are the women we love, I love. And why do I love them? Well, because you're so feminine. And what comes along with that femininity? Well, the things you like, pretty things. You like all sorts of trims and, and tassels and all sorts of other decorative touches. The very decorative touches that you actually wear and makes you look so beautiful. I mean, it makes you look the woman that you are. Well, most men aren't into those feminine touches like women. Men are into masculine things. They want simplicity. They don't want the tassels. They don't want all these exquisite trims. They don't even want fabrics oftentimes. They just want leather. So the men They like want remote control. And, oh, I think that's what they want remote controls. <laughs> they do. They want to, and they want to operate those remote controls out of their great big leather sofa, leather chair, which I oftentimes used to refer to as their, their, um, uh, how shall I best say it? They're thrown. <laughs> so the thing is, men like masculine things controlling with their remotes. Women like feminine things. And frankly, you know, if either if if a woman alone did a space, it would be, of course, as you would expect, sort of ultra feminine. And if the guy was doing the the, the space. It, as I said, it would have just simple, plain fabrics. There would be no decorative anything, almost no ornamentation. It would just be simple, clean, and masculine. And so when you've got these two really diverse opinions, that's when it really takes some expertise to step in and find that compromise. Okay, so the first biggie. Um, Mars and Venus, kind of. We're, exactly. We kind of come from different planets. There's, it's exactly okay. that. It's exactly that. Exactly. Okay, so, what else? Anything else? Oh, I just think that, um, you know, those differences, I mean, sort of permeate in, into multiple different directions insofar as, you know, women tend to like sort of ho uh, softer surfaces. Women tend to like, you know, oftentimes sort of carpeting and nice things that fabrics and, and softness to all sort of materials. Men, you 
could have polished concrete floors that they could hose down and they would be absolutely thrilled. So it trickles the, down into every single way, every single thing about them, the way that we make decisions. They make decisions different than women. Absol absolutely. And so, so what this all comes down to, in my mind, is that is that it's all it all stems from the understanding that each party has of the other party's preferences. So the men know what they want, but do they really, really know what their spouses want? And it's that understanding of why those things are so special to the spouse that a man has to grasp, and vice versa, which, which gets down to that one word, communication. It's what every, you know, it's the word that comes up all the time, over and over again. It's all about communication. You know, if you just keep your loves and your preferences to yourself, then you're going to have battles. But as long as the other party understands what you like and don't like, then it got, then it really is so much easier to find that compromise. <laughs> it, it's um, like the secret of life. Haven't men been trying to figure out what women want uh, <laughs> from all, all eternity? And when it comes down to decorating, though, um, to choosing window treatments, window fashions in your home, really, in this case, I think the tables are a little bit turned, a little bit reversed. When you go to buy a car, many times, you know, broad sweeping stereotypes here, but many times the man takes the lead, takes into account the women's preferences. When it comes to decorating, many times the woman takes the lead, and it really is her challenge to pull out of her husband um, or her partner or whoever she's working with, what is it that you want? What would you like to live with? And Scott, I'm going to ask you this because you're a man. <laughs> Don't you sometimes find that um, you don't always get incredible cooperation um, in that, where sometimes they're not quite, oh, you just you pick out what you want, honey, and then just let me know in the end, and I'll just give it the yes or no, the thumbs up. Yes, and, and that, that happens, and how do we overcome that? And Michael has shared some great ideas. Um, I had a recent experience. Um, the husband works, and it was a simple um, choice. They were looking just for some two-inch blinds for privacy and such. And so I went out and met the wife. But it's still difficult to want to leave her in charge of explaining to the husband the quote. And so I found it very advantageous to myself when he's looking at other quotes is to actually give him a call and to introduce myself and to let him know um, to discuss with him the product that I am presenting so that when he talks with his wife, he has a better idea of who I am, who I represent, and the product that I am suggesting for the use in his home. And I think it just helps in, in at least bringing them together to a point that they couldn't be there together, but I was able to introduce myself to both of them. I think that, if I may say, Scott, is, um, is, is so so sensible because by you calling him and explaining what you were doing and why you were doing it, it provided him with knowledge which almost certainly he did not have before you made the phone call. And therefore when he was then sitting down talking to his wife about this very subject, 
he was knowledgeable. She was knowledgeable. I mean, she'd seen the product. She'd met you. She knew why you were doing it. You were suggesting what you were suggesting. But much more the point, he did too, which means that the two of them c could communicate. I think that that call to him was critical. Yes. Uh, and in your case, you know, it was a relatively simple decision, but imagine if it were, you know, if we're talking about a window fashion that has fabrics and has colors and has, um, you know, beautiful soft draperies and hardware with oh, finials that are just like jewelry on the window. And <laughs> here's the husband going, uh huh? You want what? How? Well, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of merch. <laughs> and I think, Kathy, I think that that one of the things we should start by assuming, rightly or wrongly, but I think it's a good starting point, is that men basically don't know anything at all about this subject. But they, but I would argue that they want to know more, which means by just going in and talking about the soft treatments and the overlay of this and the underlay of that and this type of, and all of that as you were ex explaining, the, you know, the rods, the finials and all of the rings and all of that. and. It, once they are, once it's all explained to them as to why you want to do it, they can get it. Or if they don't understand it, they can at any point say, "Why? And why do you want to do that? Why do you want to do this?" It's all part of a learning experience. Most women know this stuff. Most men don't. Therefore, it's imperative that they get informed. Hmm. So let's um, let's see if we can't maybe provide a few tips or tricks. You probably, you know, in, in working with with um, people for a long period of time, you've probably developed your own kind of tips to success, kind of the things that you have found. If you do these things, your, your outcome is likely to be good. Can you give us a couple of thoughts, Michael, on... Oh, for sure. Um, one, I mean, and these are the types of things that I use repeatedly on, on various shows. Um, taking, let's suppose, let's let's say, my understanding, and believe me, I do, truly do understand that women have this thing about pillows. I mean, I've been in enough master bedrooms where you can't even see the bed because there are so many pillows stacked on it. Now, I just know that the man of the household didn't do that. I just know it. And, I mean, the fact that he is... The, the wife wants him to delicately take each pillow off and put it down in a designated spot. I mean, I understand that this is what how many households run, but most households don't want to run like that. The way I say it is, it's all about compromise here. I will say to the wife, you know, I know that you love pillows as much as you do. You know, I've seen them on your bed. You, you know, there are tons. But on this sofa we're putting in your living room, I know you'd like to cover up this sofa with all sorts of gorgeous throw pillows because they are in themselves like mini art forms. But, you know, your husband almost certainly doesn't want that. So why don't we have a compromise? Why don't we just put, say, a couple, two or three on that sofa? You'll be happy because you've got some. Your husband will be thrilled because there are so few. That is the type of compromise. And so whenever possible, just at not knowing full well what each party wanted, I would look for that middle ground that both of them would find acceptable. Compromise. Okay, so tip number one, middle ground. Look for the compromise. And that, you know, it, it's, it's 
common sense, everyday life. It's the thing that makes the world go around. But for heaven's sakes, you know, when we get involved in a project and we get our heart set on something, um, it's something good to be reminded of. Now, um, another thing, I think, when you're, we're talking about partnerships, uh, communication. You've got to have some tips, I would imagine, on communication practices. Communication is is arguably the, the most critical of them all. And it's communication on everything. It's communication on, I mean, that's if we're working on a talking about a room, we're talking about things like color. So she, and this happened again in many, many of my shows, and, and frankly, and in my private practice too, whereas women would tend to, to be, they love color. They really, they're, 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 they, I mean, women live in a world of color. They have since the day they were born with the fabrics they wore on their pretty little dresses when they were growing up all the way through their lives. And we know that there's actually colors like chartreuse and puce and mauve and not just red, blue, green, yellow. Oh, exactly. We have names you, for everything. Yeah, you know color, which means when I was starting to work with a couple about, you know, colors we might paint the walls or colors we might use in fabrics, the, the woman would know exactly where I was going. And if I was suggesting even a bold color for the walls, she'd be there all the way. Men are fearful of color. Men don't know color. Look at the way most men dress. They dress drab. I mean, really no, almost no color at all in most men's lives. And the, as a result, when you start talking about color on walls, they almost look at you strangely as if to say, I don't understand what's wrong with the color it is. What's wrong with white? I mean, that see, was a phrase I heard a dozen and one times. So here is a woman that loves color. Here is a man that is scared of color. And white is just fine. Beige is just fine. But anything else is just not fine. Then you have to start talking about color. So instead of going, again, that word compromise comes in. First of all, you've got to understand each other. So the wife has a, should have a wonderful grasp of the fact that her husband is scared about color. Um, he may not admit he's scared, but she just knows he likes white. Then it's time to have a conversation about color. And so instead of her insisting, for example, that they paint the walls of their living room purple, or, or puce, or mauve, or whatever else you want, we want to call it, then I suggest that they go with something a lot more middle of the road, but still a color. You know, one of the beautiful sort of shades of sort of grayed greens, you know, which are so neutral, they're almost, they're almost not a color at all, but they are a color. There's color in there. But it don't go for the screaming bright colors, Go for a softer color, something which is going to be a lot easier for, for, a, for a man to accept. And when you're describing it to a man, call it a grade green. When you're describing it to a woman, call it silver dollar eucalyptus. Or exactly. give it a fancy name. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so, so you're, you're absolutely right. And, and the what is, what is, in my experience, almost is truly extraordinary, is once the room is painted the color that you are suggesting, that the man embraces it fully, saying, this is great. I mean, it's almost the realization that you can put color on a wall, and it's 
just fine and it enhances the overall room and and so men will embrace this step into the world of color so easily in my mind if you go with that gentle introduction if you go in with screaming purple then heaven help you now um, Rose and Scott had the opportunity to experience just such a scenario um, because we had uh, within exciting windows we have a ten thousand dollar windows makeover sweepstakes um, Michael that you have worked with us in and yes, the winner was uh, this year was close by both Rose and Scott and so together they collaborated on the designs and it was a husband and wife they were working with and there definitely were some color challenges and some things to overcome Rose or maybe Scott both of you give us a just a quick little you know how how did you find uh, how did you get Seth and Sam, those are our Samantha, or um, our our winners, to kind of come out of their shell and really communicate what it was that they wanted. Well, um, as you mentioned, the color palette was um, a little bit challenging. There was many colors going from room to room, so we were trying to incorporate those colors in a nice, smooth way. Um, but they actually Seth was was pretty um, easygoing when it came to that. There was a couple things he did insist upon, and that was to be able to watch his television. He wanted to darken the space. Um, that's really all he cared about. So we made sure that we took care of that with some blackout motorized roller shades underneath the beautiful custom balances that we put above the windows. And of course, Sam was looking for the soft fabrics and the, the pretty prints, and we did a beautiful paisley that incorporated all of the colors that we needed to incorporate to bring the rooms together. Um, so they're, on this particular project, they were in sync. Both had a little bit of um, separate thoughts on the room, but um, it went very well, and we incorporated both rooms, kitchen and family room, quite nicely, and we met both of their needs. Huh. Scott, and, you know, yeah, and you, I you were looking at it. I would say what, what helped get Steph more enthused about it was when we mentioned that we could automate his roller shades with that manly <laughs> remote, remote control. Oh, I, I'm, so I'm, he, I'm with that man all the way. There's nothing quite like pressing a button. So now he, he's fully involved in the whole situation and he does want to be involved in, in the colors and the patterns and, and things that we were showing. So that, that helped, helped bring him into it where he felt comfortable and then he could still hang around and partake of um, listening in and helping choose the fabrics. I congratulations to both of you, and I think I think you're right, Scott. I think the fact that you handed him yet another remote was you might as well have been handing him a uh, a bag of gold po coins. Yes. But there is something that he said that is really um, magic. I mean, it is a tip that is um, when you when they met him on his ground, on his territory, on something that he was con comfortable with and enthusiastic about, next thing you know, we find out, you know, he really is interested in all of this, just like you said, Michael, that husbands really deep down, many times men want to be involved, but they just, or maybe they haven't given it a thought before, but once it becomes open to them, they go, well, 
well, you know what, here's something I hadn't really considered, but this is kind of fun. This can be a neat thing to do, to experience together. I know firsthand that a number of men that, um, that I have worked with um, had a real almost desire to get involved but really didn't know how to or didn't know, were unsure of themselves because they didn't know the words, they didn't know the language of interior design, they certainly did not know the words for, for various fabrics, the difference to, between things like chenilles and toiles and matelasses and things like that. And so they felt uncomfortable because they couldn't talk the lingo. Well, once they learned what the lingo was, they loved it. And on many of my shows, where I was working with couples to do a particular room, it came out that the man had much the better eye and was frankly a better designer. Hmm. Okay, so we've got tip number one, compromise. Tip number two, communication. Absolutely. Communication about everything. Tip number three, draw the man or the woman, whoever is um, less involved. Find a way, find a common ground to draw that person into, at least give them the opportunity to participate. Um, now, maybe the fourth and our last tip that we might probably need to talk about is the whole issue of money, um, because that can sometimes be a hot button when it comes to marriages, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to a lot of things. I My think it's critical. I think it's an, I absolutely agree with you, Kathy. It's, it's one of those things which needs, which is of paramount importance. And some people would almost say of an overriding importance and something that almost should be considered or discussed up front. Because as we all as designers know, that you design to the budget. If the budget is huge, you can do all sorts of wonderfully fancy things. But if the, if the budget is very, very tight, you don't allow your design mind to go to those spaces. You then become very creative knowing that you are working within a very tight budget. So I think the budget should be open all the time. Everybody should be free to discuss how much things cost because there will be decisions made entirely on the subject of money. So how do you, um, you, you just really, it's one of those things that you, you, you can't keep it a big secret. You know, you're, whoever you're collaborating with, when the people are all together in a room, the design consultant, the husband, the wife, the partners, whoever's making decisions together, they, there has to be willingness to be open, willingness to communicate, and some education that probably needs to come in involved in that too. Yeah, I think, don't and I, I like that word education, because you can talk in very general terms. You could, you could, I mean, even a phrasing like, now if we just put simple blinds inside each of these windows in this particular room, then we're looking probably at a cost of approximately X number of dollars. If, on the other hand, we have shears and then we have this overdraperies and we have this really magnificent rods with gorgeous finials and everything else and tons of trims and da-da-da-da, then we're looking at a budget that may be as much as four or five times that amount. So, so, so we've set, we 
by this conversation, we are setting the parameters. We are saying there is a low end of this and there's a high end of this. So, so what I'm going to be proposing to you is somewhat in the middle, maybe. You know, what, or you ask the question, what are you more, com what are you most comfortable with? And they may say, oh, I want the best of the best. This is my favorite room. I want the best draperies I can possibly have. And everybody coming to my house is going to see it. And I want the most gorgeous rods, rings, and venues you've ever seen. And you say, that sounds a wonderful idea, but that's going to be on the more expensive side. And they may say, that doesn't matter. That's exactly what I want. On the other hand, they may turn to you and say, well, we, we must not go over X thousands of dollars. That's my limit. I cannot pay more than that on a window treatment. And you go, fine. Then we will work within that budget. But I think it's imperative to understand what the client is uh, prepared to spend in order that there are no nasty surprises. It, it reminds me again maybe of a little bit of that Mars-Venus thing. Women, um, in a broad sweeping statement, tend to approach things in a more collaborative manner. Men, you know, kind of tend to go with that divide and conquer, you know, just give me the facts straight down the line. And when we can all come together and really communicate, we can really compromise, we can really draw each person into the conversation, we do come up with a collaborative um, effort that creates something that's beautiful within a home that that our families will live with for years to come and will feel great about. I mean, that, that has to have been your experience in working with couples on the show and in people in your own practice. Absolutely. I, I, the, uh, that word collaborative is a, is a wonderful word because ideally when the two of them are considering the design options we are discussing, they're essentially either you know, psychologically or, or physically holding hands and saying together as one voice, you know, let's spend that extra money and get what we both want, okay? And they look at each other in the eyes and go, yep, let's go for it. That's the type of, that's the type of decision making you want. Everybody's on the same page. Everybody knows what it's going to cost and you've got agreement between two people. This is neither his decision nor her decision. It's their decision, and that's the most critical thing of all. Amen to that. That is excellent. And I want to um, just, I mean, that's a fabulous wrap-up for it all. Um, Scott and Rose, thank you for being with us. Michael, I loved your expression, you know, they're holding hands and uh, look each other in the eye and say, this is our decision. We made it together in a collaborative way, and the outcome is successful and is something that we will be happy with and feel good about in our home for years and years to come. That is what we call decorating the exciting way.